today, candidates that want to serve you as governor in the House of Representatives and as Putnam County's Register of Deeds. Welcome to Meet the Candidates from Light Rock 95.9 and News Talk 94.1. Today, our series begins with Larry Stone and Tom Duggan. As you prepare to head to the polls, we'll hear from the candidates that want to serve you moving forward. We begin today's look at our candidates with Larry Stone and Governor Bill Lee. Governor, why did you decide you wanted another term as our governor? Well, Larry, thank you, uh, by the way, just for having me on. I'm always always glad to get a chance to reach out and talk to folks. And uh, as I've said plenty of times, it's it's been the highest honor that I have had to serve the people of Tennessee. And Maria and I are grateful that we've had this opportunity and we, we want to continue. Primarily, you know, we've made some real progress. We've done some what I believe are life-changing things. Uh, in the last four years, we have we have one of the best economies in the country, which equates to opportunity for people. Uh, the lowest unemployment rate we've had in our history. We're the fastest growing economy in America. We're one of the lowest tax states in America. There's some things that are moving in the right direction. We made huge steps in vocational and technical education, and we're 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 doing some important things in public safety. Uh, what I believe is that Tennessee is the best state in the country, but we have a lot of work to do. And I am grateful for the chance to be able to be engaged in that work along with Tennesseans who are actually doing the work across this state. And I want to continue to be able to do it. If there is one positive that has come out of COVID, it is that money has been funneled to cities and counties across the state to help with infrastructure, and specifically in our region, broadband. How much progress do you see that has been made in that area? Well, you know, even before COVID, we started on the broadband expansion. Um, I'm a guy who believes that especially rural communities are an important part of the fabric of our of our country and of our state, certainly in Tennessee. And you have to invest in those rural communities to keep their economies moving forward because what happens in rural Tennessee really matters to all of Tennessee. So that's why we started broadband expansion back when I first came in. And actually that first executive order I ever signed was to strengthen our rural communities. But we've continued that. And you're right, the federal dollars came in and we decided that we would use the vast majority of those dollars to invest in that infrastructure. We're one of the fastest growing states in America right now. People are moving here from all over the country and companies are coming here from all over the country and uh, Tennessee businesses are growing rapidly as well. The ones that have been here, not just the ones that are coming. So we got to, we've got to invest in that infrastructure broadband. Uh, We spent the biggest piece of that federal dollars on water and sewer infrastructure, which might not sound sexy, but it sure does matter to the communities that get it. And we have antiquated water and sewer structures. And so we're, we're updating those. We're spending um, increased dollars on roads and bridges and highways because you got to have arteries of economic activity and those are roads. And so we put we spend a traditional amount every year, but last year we put an additional $600 million in roads because I know that if we don't have good roads and bridges, we can't keep 
things moving, uh, and we won't be prepared for the opportunity that's coming. Are you pleased with the progress that has been made to change the education formula for public schools in the state? Yeah, you know, that, that was that was long overdue. And we, we had a 30-year-old formula. Uh, I'm a strong believer in the future of our public schools, that it's the future of Tennessee. The vast majority of our kids are educated in our public schools, and we need to strengthen them. And there's one one important component of that is additional funding. So we we put the largest investment, additional investment in the state's history in our public schools last year. We added a billion dollars of recurring dollars to the existing funding stream. But I'm also a guy who believes you, you don't just spend more money. You got to spend. If you are going to spend more money, you should do it wisely. And I don't think the old formula was the best way to spend the new dollars that we were going to be putting into public schools. So we updated it. Every district's going to get more money. It's a, it's a formula designed to fund students and not systems. And uh, it was a bipartisan approved piece of legislation. I'm, I'm really grateful that we are funding our public education, our public schools more robustly, but we're doing so in a way that uh, is going to benefit kids. Governor, Tennessee Tech has been able to buck the trend that has gone on in other parts of the state and really really other parts of the country, too, during this COVID of seeing uh, enrollment numbers go down. You recently have announced an initiative to try to get the, the post-secondary uh, commitments of high school students back up to where they were. Uh, do you feel like that that's a blip really related to COVID, or is it something deeper? Well, I, I, it's hard to know what that certainly COVID and shutdowns that occurred um, across the country had a major impact on on K-12 schools. That's one of the reasons I'm really glad we didn't close our schools, but for a very short period of time in, in 2020, uh, and we opened them up earlier than most states, and now we're realizing that was a really good decision. Now, our colleges and universities did the same thing um, in, in working to stay open, but one of the things we tried to do, we, we held the increase in tuition in, in our universities uh, flat, so there was no tuition increase uh, this year in our, in our public education institutions. That was really important to keeping our, our enrollment numbers up. But, you know, I've also been really focused on all types of post-secondary attainment, um, colleges of technology, are a really important part of the network that we have. We've been investing heavily in that. I'm a big believer in vocational and technical and agricultural education. Uh, we're doing a lot more dual enrollment in high school so kids can graduate high school with a certificate that allows them to, with a post-secondary certificate, but they get it at high school graduation, and it allows them to go to work with meaningful work that that, that really fits their skills and their giftings. And uh, we, we just got to expand the pathways to success, both through four-year university attainment and make sure that we, that we get as many kids as we can down that path. But we also have to create alternative paths, and we've been real focused on that. No one knows what the economy is going to do over the next 12 to 24 months. But in your administration, the idea has been conservative spending. Is that going to... 
play well for Tennessee no matter what happens in these next two years? Yeah, you know, if you think about your own uh, your own personal life, if you don't manage your budget well, then when things are tough, you find yourself in a tough spot. And um, debt, for example, is one of the one of the most important things to look at when you're trying to manage a state's budget. And by the way, let me let me just say, a state's budget is nothing but taxpayer dollars. People oftentimes think about government money. It's really the people's money. They've paid taxes into the government, and then the government has to create a budget to spend those dollars. And I'm, I'm a, I put a lot of energy and thought into the fact that these are Tennesseans' taxpayer dollars that we are spending. So how do we do that in a way that is fiscally responsible and being a good steward of the dollars we have? I, I mentioned debt. Tennessee has the lowest debt per capita of any state in the country. So when you face a recession, for example, if you go into that recession with little or no debt, then you don't have any obligations for that debt. That makes it much, much easier to uh, survive the difficulties of an of a economic downturn. And we have been, we've had significant surpluses in this state because of the way we've managed our budget. It's allowed us to to spend big dollars on infrastructure, roads and bridges and broadband and water and sewer, but and, and education, for example. But a lot of that money was spent on a one-time basis, and we've kept our recurring spending at a conservative level so that when times do get difficult and tax revenues are less than they might be in a robust economy, then a, a state like Tennessee can fare well. Few Tennessee governors have faced the challenges that you have with COVID, uh, with disasters over the last four years. Did you learn anything about yourself during these last four years? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I've always been a person who believes that, um, well, you know, God's a redeemer, and he takes the worst of circumstances in life, and he uses them. Uh, and he can use them, and he does so often in a positive way. And we learn a lot. I learned a lot about the resiliency of Tennesseans. I learned a lot about how the decision to trust your people uh, with decisions through COVID, for example, to take personal responsibility and make personal decisions and to limit government's intervention into people's lives. I, You know, I was not in government for the the vast majority of my 63 years of life, and I was in the private sector. And so I I had a long history of understanding what I believe to be the right role of government. And one of the things I learned about myself is that my sense that limited government is a strong government, and it was magnified and it was solidified in my thought process going through those, uh, those difficulties. Governor Bill Lee, thank you for being a part of Meet the Candidates. I'm glad to be on it, sir, and I'll talk to you again soon.
If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828, 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is Cameron Sexton. He is the Republican incumbent out of the State House in District 25. He is also serving as the Speaker of the House of Representatives in the state of Tennessee. Cameron, it's good to have you on the program. Before we get started, introduce yourself, if you would, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I live in Crossville. I have uh, three kids. One died college, one's in college, one's in second grade, um, married, worked for one bank uh, up in Cumberland County, but it's the same one bank as in Putnam County and the surrounding areas on the Cumberland Plateau and the Ray family. And uh, been uh, state representative now for uh, almost 12 years, and we have accomplished many great things. And I look forward to having this conversation on how we can continue to lead the nation from Tennessee. Cameron, what was it that initially got you interested in politics? Well, I got an early start um, out of high or out of uh, college, and I worked for a candidate named Randy McNally, who's now the lieutenant governor, and I uh, really enjoyed working for him, and he's been a mentor of mine uh, for uh, now almost uh, three decades. And, and so he, he kind of got me started, uh, but I ran for office in Crossville um, the first time, was because uh, the, the current elected official, um, I did not feel like was listening to the people. They were doing politics more. And so I ran for office at the urging of the business community and a lot of elected officials and bipartisan support, I, I don't know how I say. And that's where my slogan is people before politics, because uh, you should be representing the people um, that you represent and, and not putting politics in front of them. Over the last 12 years that you've served in the House of Representatives, what have been some of the strides that you feel like the state has made? Oh, wow. I mean, when, when we came in, when Republicans had control for the first time in 100 years back in 2011 is when that started with the House, the Senate, the governor, and the constitutional officers, uh, the state was not performing well. Our budget wasn't balanced. Uh, they had raised taxes. They had raided the funds from local governments. Uh, they had drained the rainy day fund. Uh, we had lost our bond rating. It got downgraded. And so in the last 12 years, what we've accomplished is, is great things. We cut taxes. We reduced our debt. And now we're the least tax state and the least debt state in America. We undid government regulations and got out of the way for businesses so that they could succeed on their own and not have government add a burden to them. Um, and then we put in some reforms, workers' comp reform, unemployment reform, uh, tort reform. And what you've seen in the last six years after all that took place, and we started balancing the budget, obviously, 
you've seen huge economic growth. And now Tennessee is ranked as the best economy in the United States of America. It didn't happen overnight, but we got there in less than 12 years. As you look forward, what are some things that you feel the state is working on right now to make improvements? What areas would those be? Yeah, we're going to continue to address and and, and fund K-12 education as well as technical uh, school or vocational school, as some may call it. Uh, the new funding formula that we put in place actually increases funding in Putnam County by $14 million more than it did last year. And then we're also, Cumberland County was an additional $8 million. So the funding formula uh, puts more money into the rural school systems. Um, it wraps around the funding around that student. Not all students have the same needs. Some are in vocational school. Some need uh, wraparound services. Uh, some come from higher poverty. And then there's some economically disadvantaged areas in our state. So that funding is really to help rural communities. Um, and we've seen great strides. We focus on literacy. We've improved uh, third and fourth grade and eighth grade proficiencies in reading and math with the summer school program that we put in place to try to get people caught up. Um, and so we're going to continue to focus on education. We're going to focus on uh, help getting out of the way of teachers and letting them teach in the classrooms. But we're also going to focus on making sure that parents have a say in their child's education and they know what's going on in the classroom. Representative Sexton, in mentioning education, that is always a big and an important issue. How much do you hear from your constituents with their concerns on education? I hear a lot. There's a lot more misinformation coming from the other side about what we're doing in education um, than, than they say that's accurate. But what I will say what I hear mostly is from parents. I hear a lot from parents about wanting to be more involved, wanting to know what books are in the school library, wanting to know what resources they're teaching, wanting to know what textbooks they're using. I think you've seen parents want to have more say and understanding of what happens in that classroom, and they should. And at the same time, we're working with teachers and administrators uh, trying to curb the number of tests. We reduce the number of tests that are required from the state. Um, we're working with them on the third grade retention program um, where there's a certain level of uh, we got to make sure that people can read and write by the time they get out of third and fourth grade. And so we're working with them on that. And at the same time, we've increased funding for teachers and their salaries um, in the last 10 years. And, and their salaries have increased significantly um, to match what, what they're um, doing. And we need to continue to increase the, those salaries for the teachers um, and then also put in uh, additional increases for the teachers who grade out really high on, on the grading scale. We're speaking with Speaker of the House Cameron Sexton, who is seeking re-election to the House of Representatives in the upcoming November election. Moving forward as well, Representative Sexton, as we take a look at things like infrastructure, what do you see that needs to be done in that area? Well, I mean, infrastructure is a, a big thing in our state. We still uh, have individuals in our state who don't um, have a, a water source. They still get water from a well. Um, and so this last year, we've taken a lot of money. There was some federal money that came down as well as um, state money that we put into community block grants to really hone in. And we added about, I think it was $3 billion for local governments to apply to get grants for infrastructure, for water, for sewer, for stormwater runoff. And we are in the process now having all these local communities um, put together their applications and submit them uh, to the state to get approved for those things. The second thing is, is roads. We're really focusing on roads. Um, we have great roads in our state. We're one of the top 
three states in the country that always has voted best roads. The nice thing is we don't incur any debt on our highway transportation infrastructure like other states do that have to borrow money. We're a pay-as-you-go state. And so we're continuing to look at traffic problems, helping locals expand and, and maybe pay more. You know, one of the things we've seen with the Biden economy, prices are way up. And, and so everything costs more. And so we're really trying to take um, extra state money to help the locals and to help the road departments to really fulfill the infrastructure needs of their communities. What do you feel like is the most important attribute of being a good representative of your district? Well, I think you have to listen to people. I think you have to be accessible to the people. Um, and then you also have to understand people. And I think that's where my slogan, people before politics, has been my, my slogan. And um, it's much more than a slogan over the last 12 years. And, and so that's what we try to do. I regularly hold town hall meetings. I, I talk to constituents all the time. I'm always out and about in the districts. Um, meeting with people, trying to understand, meeting with the local elected officials as well as other people um, throughout the district. Um, and I think it's one of those things that, that you just have to do. You know, uh, a politician a lot of times like to talk first and listen second, and uh, actually you need to listen first and talk last. And so that's always been my, my philosophy on what would make a, a great representative, um, a great elected official, and one that would make a difference for you, whether they're local, Nashville, or in D.C. How challenging do you find it in representing both rural and metropolitan areas? There's some differences certainly there. How challenging do you find it is to balance that? Well, I mean, there's some different issues, but a lot of times the issues are similar, but just looks a little bit different. You know, I mean, in rural areas, we have poverty and in the big metropolitan areas, you have poverty. Um, You have homelessness all across the state. Um, to a certain degree, a lot of that is not Tennesseans. A lot of that is people um, coming to our state who are homeless. Um, and, and, and then you have infrastructure needs. You know, Nashville has infrastructure needs. The rural counties have infrastructure needs. But I will tell you that the biggest difference is rural areas don't have the tax base that the big cities have. And that's where having a sales tax that we distribute out to the entire state um, really does benefit rural communities. Our education formula is designed to benefit rural communities. You know, we understand that rural communities, for them to raise taxes, which we don't want them to do, but to equal what a dime is in, in Nashville or Memphis or in Franklin or Brentwood is astronomical in a rural area. And so we've got to do a good job at the state level to balance those policies, not to inflict things on the rural areas that will harm them, um, but work with them to improve their communities. They're just as important to our economy as the big cities, and that's one of the things we're always going to continue to focus on. Our guest has been Cameron Sexton. Again, Cameron is seeking re-election to the State House of Representatives out of District 25. Representative Sexton, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828, 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week.
If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is John Sanders. John is challenging for the Office of Register of Deeds in Putnam County. John, it's good to have you on the program. First of all, introduce yourself to our listening audience. Thank you, Tom. It's an honor to be on the program today. And uh, For those of you that I haven't had the opportunity to, to meet personally yet, my name is John Sanders, and I, I currently serve as the Chief Deputy and Assessor of Property Office under the uh, direction of Assessor Steve Pierce. Um, I am a Christian and a conservative Republican and have been honored to, to serve Putnam County in this role. I've been married to my wife, Charlotte, for 19 years. We have three grown children and uh, we have five grandchildren. Uh, we're, we are homeowners and taxpayers in, in Putnam County. And uh, on August the 13th of this year, I was fortunate to be selected by the Republican Party to be the nominee uh, for the November election for Register of Deeds. Um, it is an honor that, that I don't take lightly. I, I will do everything possible to represent my party with integrity and excellence. And, and we've, we've been working hard the past few months to, to run a good, clean campaign. John, what was it that factored into your decision? I know you were the nominee, but what kind of got you interested in wanting to seek this office? Um, well, the reason I've, I've chosen to run for the register, register of Deeds position is that I, I feel like I have the necessary experience that, that will be beneficial to both the taxpayers and employees a lot. Uh, the, the register's office is one of the most important in the county um, with the responsibilities of, of that office in, include maintaining land records such as warranty deeds, trust deeds, um, releases, assignments, plats, liens, judgments, um, and, and overseeing the function. The functions in this office are just too important to the taxpayers of our county to, to be entrusted to someone without any qualifications or management experience in this field. Um, I began serving Putnam County in 2008 uh, first as a field appraiser, uh, listing, measuring new construction, and, and reviewing existing parcels. And um, when when I began in the assessor's office, I, I made it a priority to attend every class offered to me and become certified in everything I could that relates to customer service and county government because I've always believed that the taxpayers deserve to be served by someone that's qualified. John, I know you touched on some things that goes on in the Register of Deeds office. What are some things in your background that, that you do feel, and I know you've named a few things, but some other things maybe that you do feel like helps you on day one when you take this office if you're elected? Sure, Tom. Well, I, uh, my, my duties now is as the chief deputy in the assessor's office, I, I manage most of the day-to-day -day functions there. Um, when, when, I, when I started out as a field appraiser, um, I, listing, measuring, new construction, and all that. I, I served in that role for a few years, and then I was promoted to field staff supervisor. And after after that, for a few years, I was promoted to be the chief deputy. And uh, my, my duties now include overseeing uh, deed transfers, mapping, personal property, quality control, 
Um, I assist with budgeting and human resource, um, such as employee hiring and evaluations. Um, and during my, my service there, I have obtained a certification with the Division of Property Assessments to be a certified level one appraiser with the state of Tennessee. Um, I've taken multiple courses in management, employee relations, computer training. Uh, most recently been working on classes to achieve a certified public administrator certification through CTAS and have just always made it my, my goal to be better. And I feel like I can bring that uh, experience to the Register of Deeds office and, and be able to manage it uh, efficiently and effectively from day one. We're speaking with John Sanders. He is a candidate for the Putnam County Register of Deeds in the November general election. John, are there some things that you discover when you're out and about talking to people, some things about the Register of Deeds office that maybe people don't know about that they ask you about? Um, well, I've had, I've had a lot of questions. Uh, I've, I've taken the time to listen to those questions and concerns. And I guess one of the biggest things is people ask me, um, what, what is the plan to update? And there are things in that office that need to be updated. I take nothing away from the previous administration. Uh, Mr. Burris served in that role for, for several years and done a great job. But uh, just like with any office, in time, things need to be updated. And, and I feel like can, I can make those updates and improvements. Uh, my modernization plan for the deeds office is one of the things that differs me from the other candidates. Um, I have spoken to registers in other counties and, and gotten some ideas and see some things that need to be improved, and I, I feel I can bring that uh, to the registrar's office. John, what do you think the most important attribute is of a good register of deeds? I believe that uh, serving this community is, is my heart's desire, and, and has been from... For, for several years now, and I believe being being able to answer questions, being able to help people, uh, to, to get them through the process quickly, um, you know, unlike some of the other county offices, many people don't go in the Register of Deeds office every year like you do the county clerk or the trustee to pay taxes or pick up your tags. Um, the Register of Deeds office is one that People generally only come to when, whenever they're purchasing a new home, new land, or, or assisting real estate agents or banks or attorneys' offices, that kind of thing. But I, I feel like that being being there to serve the people and being uh, having a good, friendly staff and and being being on time for people and and going that extra mile is is what I want to do. If the people were to elect you as Putnam County Register of Deeds, what would the Putnam County citizens be getting in John Sanders as their Register of Deeds? In my experience over the years, I have I have spent a lot of time uh, working with people, working closely with people, and and trying to to serve the community. I, I've already been involved in several things in the community, and I want to continue that. I want to grow uh, and help our office to to be better trained. Um, I feel like that that they have, in some some areas, been overlooked over the years as far as training and updating, and and certainly they need that as well as I'll continue to to update myself and and find new ways to improve the the office and the service to this community. Our guest has been John Sanders. Again, John is seeking your vote for Putnam County Register of Deeds in the upcoming November general election. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the, I appreciate the opportunity and 
Um, uh, early voting is continuing this week, and the election is November 8th, and I humbly ask for your voted support to be the next Register of Deeds in Putnam County. That's today's Meet the Candidates. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to visit News Talk 94.1 online for the on-demand audio. Our producer is Jake Wallman. Thank you for joining us for Meet the Candidates. I'm Tom Duggan.